pandemic has been pushing teachers to the limit. Many have been forced to quickly learn new ways of teaching while keeping their students engaged. This fall, our reporter Adriana Cardona-Magigat has been following Jessica Vega, a Chicago public schools teacher who's tried her best teaching remotely but struggles with what's lost. It's part of a project from WBEZ's education team called 2020 Lessons. I first spoke with Jessica Vega, a teacher at Piccolo Elementary on the northwest side, as she was trying to help an eighth grader who had recently lost his mom due to COVID-19. I knew the mom, Carolina Lopez. I interviewed her about her life in America after a harrowing journey over the U.S.-Mexico border after leaving Guatemala. Vega, the teacher, still remembers her conversations with Lopez. She, she would tell us, the teachers, in front of him, I want the best for my son. This is an, this is a great opportunity that he's getting. I don't want him to waste it because right now what you are providing is an education that will help him in the future. Vega, whose parents were also immigrants, deeply admired Lopez. After the pandemic first hit, Vega made sure Lopez's son got a computer. She translated for them often. Then she learned Lopez caught the virus. She died soon after that. I sat with it a little, and then I figured if I was feeling this bad, I could only imagine how much the family was, which is why I immediately like offered my help um, to them. Aside from helping with funeral arrangements, Vega spent part of her summer guiding Carolina's son as he prepared for high school. Before the pandemic, Vega used to go out of her way to help students and parents. That was a big part of her identity as a teacher, her calling. But this fall, as a new and more demanding school year unfolded, she realized her interactions with students and their families weren't going to be the same. Just a few weeks after the school year started, I could hear the exhaustion in Vega's voice. She works with eight students, all eight graders who have different learning disabilities. They need a lot of support or even just navigating through the multiple websites and applications that we use. Making a copy of a document and editing it and submitting it is just extremely complicated for some of them, and they need to be constantly reminded how to do that. There's a shortage of special education teachers like Vega, who are also bilingual. In the beginning, students got frustrated with the technology, had issues with the internet, and weren't turning their cameras on. That made teaching harder. I can't tell when they're confused and just um, see if I need to slow down or if anything. But if I um, am asking students and I get no reply... It's difficult to know what's going on with them. She tried different tricks to keep students engaged from her basement office where she has a desk and a whiteboard. She played learning games with them and exaggerated her gestures to make sure students got excited. We're actors too, so we try to like change our voice pitches and the way we like question kids. Just overreacting in general sometimes in a positive way helps them stay engaged, I guess. Vega doesn't have time to help her students outside the classroom as much anymore. She says the additional hours she's been working adjusting lesson plans and finding new tools online are insane. She checks on Carolina's son once in a while, but she can't be as involved as she was last summer. Now she says when her students don't show up or are falling behind, she asks others for help. I've relied heavily on our social worker and like our outreach team to 
help me out because if I'm just being honest, like I'm, I'm stretched very thinly. And as much as I want to do phone calls, I also have other students that are in class. Sitting on the back patio of her southwest side home recently, she says she makes a big deal of small victories, like when her students participate and get the answers right. I'll tell them, I hope you're jumping up and down, or like, sometimes I will, like, can I, I just want to see your face, like, like, did you, did you laugh, did you, what did you do? Not being in the classroom with her students has been heartbreaking for Vega. Some of the hardest days came in October when she realized remote learning was no longer an experiment. It was a new way of doing things this year. From the corner of her basement office, she has wondered if she is doing enough, if she's trying her best, and how much longer she can do this. Vega's in her third year teaching. The early years in a teacher's career are crucial. This is when they're more likely to quit. If I catch myself around that path now, um, I told I just told myself like, hey, like October is going to be over soon. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. October came and went, then November. Vega says the second quarter is going a little better. Some students are growing more used to remote learning and some days bring higher engagement. Overall, more students are showing up. She thinks they're learning, but maybe not as much as they should be. Emotionally, she's tired. She could commit to another quarter of this, but she says the Chicago Public Schools plan to bring elementary students back in February is expecting too much from teachers. And in person, it's a huge risk. As educators, we are asked to have a lot of consideration and empathy for our students when it comes to their learning. I wish that was also you know, taken just as seriously for educators because we too have needs. Like, you know, we too have families. The thought of going back in person is driving up her anxiety. She lives with her parents and other family members. Thinking back on this year, Vega says she's learned to draw boundaries and protect her personal time. This year has also reassured her that students are definitely resilient. She also realized she must put her own priorities first at a time when she feels pulled in many different directions. Adriana Cardona Magigad, WBEC News.